Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, everyone. Oh, yes, it is great to connect with all of you. Always is every Wednesday. Um, Hi, everyone in the chat, those of you that are getting in to the Sacred Space of Empowerment. Also, my co-pilot cohorts. A lot of wisdom in the chat there, and also my sound engineers let me know how the sound is. We had some sound issues last time, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, it, it seems to do fine. It, sometimes people can't hear in the chat, but when they play back uh, the stream. Oh, thank you, Tamara. I think it's good. Uh, if you do have a question or a comment or you want to get a reading, that number is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. I am going to get to a couple email questions that came in, um, some that were a while ago. I kind of let them pile up. Uh, but I do want to address some of them are pretty pertinent to what is happening now as well. I also want to thank everyone that is so kind to leave your appreciation feedback on iTunes. Um, it really helps people find us. That bumps us up in the search engine. I think I told you by FM Player or Player FM, where a couple podcast outlets have been uh, rated the best New Age, um, whatever that means, and Spirituality Podcast, and we're um, in the top 10 of iTunes. So that is good to hear. And I get a tickle. You know, email me. I know some of you put it in the reviews how you listen to Awakenings, but put it on the Awakenings page or Awakenings with Michelle Mache page on um, Facebook or, or Awakenings community. Join in our community. I mean, I love going to the Awakenings page, um, group page. There's just so much insight and some great comments, commentary really from the heart and insights that people, I mean, we really do have a pretty awake, aware community. I got to say that, um, you know, from all over the world. But just so helpful, loving, kind, inquisitive. Um, I can't remember who it was. Was it Amanda? Some good, someone posting about the energies, how challenging it's been as anybody. And of course, there's a lot of comments. Oh, yes. And how to deal with the energy. Um, in fact, I'm going to touch on this because we had a question from Elizabeth in Australia, but I'm going to save it to the end. Um, that to me touches on how do you get, you know, through challenging times. Uh, we have great guests that are coming on today. I, Jennifer DeVoe and Seth, Miss um, Turka. I know them as Jenny and Seth. Um, I do sound baths with them on Fridays um, in the Venice Beach area. So if you're ever in Venice, Santa Monica, LA area, worth it. Um, world-class musicians and just amazing um, sound healers as well. So we're going to be dialing in um, and diving deep with them, talking about sound healing and um, get their professional take on it. 
So stick around for that. That's at the second half of the program. Also, if you would like to get the Soul Insights, weekly Soul Insights, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to uh, get the Soul Playground blog, I do once a month an overview of the energies, giving some suggestions. I tune in with my guides, my higher self, spirit. I just open. Lately, a lot of the angelic realm has been coming through, so I've been writing on that as well. Uh, but I give you a little peek of what works for me, what works for my clients, what, what you know, what, what's worked over the years, what I've learned, and, and giving the 411 ahead of time of what, are the, what is the energetic forecast. So if you're interested in that, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, or you can simply go to soulplayground.com or soulplayground.life and um, subscribe. Put your, and my YouTube videos. Loving my YouTube channel, everyone. Thank you, those of you that have been visiting. I'm just loving this. I have friends on the Instagram, so we're connecting via Insta. We're connecting on, through Blog Talk or iTunes and Facebook. Some a little bit on Twitter. but um, So thank you, those of you that have followed on Instagram and also subscribed to uh, Soul Playground YouTube channel or Light Being 21 or you can simply just put my name in. I've been doing various readings, pick a card readings, and uh, there's also a lot of resources there, a lot of information. So I think we have Denise is in the house. Hello, Denise, and welcome guests as well. Okay, so the, the chat is a little... Um, again, the number to call in for questions, comments, or reading is 347-539-5122. And you need to press one on the keypad, por favor, uh, because that lets me know that you're in the queue. Because we have a lot of listeners that listen by phone, especially at work or places where they can't really. Um, oh, some people ask, what is my, my routine? Do you see me biking around and all the various things that I do? I'm pretty active, walking, biking, dancing, hiking, um, I haven't rollerbladed in a while or skated in a while. I'm not sure if I'm in the mood, the mood for that. But uh, when I get it, I usually have water. I, I do the chlorooxygen. I put that in Yoshi's water as well. And I'll usually do water. And then like today I had, um, and I'm be truthful, I had a um, smoothie. I made myself some uh, green juice, super green food juice. I had some water. I do my little supplements and vitamins. And then I did my, my decaf Americana, and I went and I got a vegan donut, <laughs> a blueberry donut. Why do I laugh like that? And a maple. Totally brought me back to my childhood, the maple one especially. Um, but normally I don't, and I do matcha tea. I love my matcha, either in the morning or a little, usually don't do it past three because I'm very sensitive to caffeine. But that's, um, you know. My what gets me going and my meditation. I do um, some visioning and meditation in the morning. Sometimes a bit of yoga. Sometimes I do that throughout the day. Depends when. And my little Power Plus Pilates. Uh, so that kind of gets me going and writing, or maybe I look on social media and I'm, maybe I post some things, go through pictures, or take pictures. I try to have a very, if possible, unless I have to do something, but mindful morning, 
to kind of check in with myself and set the day. And right now I'm having my decaf Americano. I may do matcha later. I don't know. So uh, that was for Susan. What grounds me? My routine. And I have this enormous, beautiful tree uh, that is actually a bit of a nuisance with the leaves, but I love the tree. It's right outside my bedroom window, and it's just amazing. It's squirrels scampering on it, birds. Um, yesterday I actually saw, or a couple days ago, a hawk uh, in the area. So, yeah, I just really am connecting in with nature, and I do my own readings for myself. I do tune in for my clients. Uh, daily, and then I do a weekly kind of check-in or tune-in. So I hope that helps you. Uh, Melanie uh, emailed, so we're going to just want to touch on these uh, questions, and then we will get to readings, and I will try to keep it a little shorter today so we can get to uh, as many phone callers as possible. Um, And that's another thing, those of you that wonder, you know, these are mini readings, so you can obviously book a personal with me by emailing you know, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or um, info at soulplayground.life or info at soulplayground.com, whichever you choose. Or I have resources on my uh, website that are free as well as my YouTube channel. So I try to get as many people. Somebody had said, oh, you didn't send enough. Well, Sometimes I know I, I love you guys calling in. Keep calling in. Keep, you know, I, I love the readings. I love the live. Um, let's see. Jen's in the chat. Hey, Jenny. Um, however, it is many readings. And sometimes I've got 25 people, 50 people in the queue. So I'm trying to get as, to as many people as possible. And I love doing this. Some of you have emailed me how much you've benefited and then you're oh you know a lot of people say oh I'm sorry I keep calling in or I really no I love it I love it call in every day call in every Wednesday that's what I'm here for I love it it's be in the chat ask questions in the chat I love it love it love it so that's what I'm here for that's that's and it's um keeps my chops going you know for the uh, these tv projects that I've been working on uh, a lot of readers don't like live. I don't mind live. Just throw it at me. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever. That Tammy has been with me a long time. Tammy in the chat. You know what? I had to learn, and I think Tammy, you have maybe even mentioned it way when there was a lot more glitches on BTR. There were so many things that could go wrong, and, and, and at one point I was even editing my own stuff on another station. And uh, it really taught me to kind of just be yourself. And guess what? Shite happens sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you really have to let go of control because, you know, there's a lot that can, whether it's on BTR's end, my end, Internet, something going down, a glitch within the city, guests in a different time zone, mixing it up we've really been double booked, but sometimes people forgetting or they think it's, you know, they're again, they're in Europe or we've had people in very remote, remote locations. And so the internet's going in and out. So, you know, I really kind of think that the blessing of that in this program is just, okay, guess what? We're all friends here and um, drop the mask, drop the mic and drop the mask. All right, Melanie is asking about 
she emailed about numbers. And one thing I want to talk about, and I did, I've written a bit about it on my um, Soul Playground blog, soulplayground.life. I may do a video. You know, the, the numbers are the language of the universe. And again, if those people that study the high math where it's so left brain, it actually goes right brain. And when you get into sacred geometry, uh, physics, obviously. We're talking about the vibrational pulse, wavelength, frequency. Ooh, this is so perfect. It's going to tie in because Seth and I had a conversation on this <laughs> after because uh, I, I, I noticed some of the music as certain, um, I guess I'm going to have to shut my door, uh, certain tones, frequency tones. Um, and many of you know already that I have been hearing the ohm of earth. And I've been hearing celestial sounds. Ah, 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 ah. And hearing not the sound of water, but what makes water, the, the tones of water. It's, it's very peaceful and calming, I've got to tell you. So it's not just when you listen to water, what water sounds like. It's the vibrational frequency, a tone of water, which also, again, boils down to mathematical uh, configuration, which is what we all are, right? That's the, with you know with consciousness. We can't quite explain consciousness, but we can explain the design better than we can the consciousness or the form, right? Then the then the formlessness. We can hypothesize about that, I suppose. So she's seeing numbers and seeing the numbers seven seven nine nine and two two. And lately, I've been seeing 444 a lot. Now, oh, many of you, myself included, have been seeing 444. We are all, not that it hasn't been there, but there's a real push from the spiritual hierarchy and the angelic realm, guardian angels, you know, angels of light, beings of light, as we're ascending, getting more into our light body. And the whole as above is so below. So it's recognizing, it's living more from the soul, so that magic and that mystery. And it does come up under numbers. And the spiritual hierarchy doesn't mean high or low. It's just like the higher self. It's the higher octave, a more expanded octave. Some of these terms are, are kind of arcane, I suppose. So 444 is definitely you're being guided, you're on the right path, you're, you know, you're making major changes. Tune in to your inner wisdom or your guardian angels or angelic realm, angel, whatever terminology you want to use, turn, tune into your spirit realm. Recognize that you're not just the material. And I believe a lot of this is happening as we are ascending more out of the you know, extreme polarity plane, going more into the center point and, and identifying and, and through that identification, integrating more of our spiritual essence, living more from that, weighing in a prayer. Because there's so much uncertainty, it's really rocking the world of the human part of us, you know. Not the animal. The instinctual is fine. It's the programming. <laughs> the programming is being changed, and we're getting does not compute, does not compute, cannot control this. What what mask do I wear now? What what what? How do I whippy dippy this and make this happen? How do I manifest this? So we're again. <clears throat> this is the testing period. Twenty eighteen. That eleven two energy. 
is a lot about facing ourselves, connecting more to our higher selves, you know, integrating, you know, the divine feminine, divine masculine within, the male, female, mother, father, whatever. The, polar, the, the duality, the seeming extreme of the polarity and pulling it into the center point so we're not like, you know, boomeranging all over the place or ricocheting. Actually, there is a lot of boomeranging. <laughs> the law of return is coming. So, again, and you can break down the, the, the number. 7-7 seven, seven is a 14-5. So usually that's bringing some kind of worldly goods usually help support, but also a new direction. Same with 999. That's 18 9. So there's, and then 22-4 is building. So a lot of you are bridgers out there. A lot of you light workers are bridgers. And you're, you're feeling like, I need to do something new. I need to bring the new into what I do. You know, you're feeling that, um, you know, how can I move forward with my training or, what I, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing in my life, but in a new way. And many of you are going to be reaching new audiences, new people, new, be in new surroundings. You're finding your soul group, your soul tribe. Doesn't mean people that are exactly like you, but there's enough synergy, there's enough coherence and resonance uh, that you're not having to over-explain things. There's like a second hand, uh, you know, what is it, shorthand kind of thing happening. Um, so what she's saying is under 77 is about recognizing the limiting blocks that are hindering my spiritual transition to the next level. 99 represents the end of a phase, and 22 is about balance. Uh, 22 is a master number. It is about, it's about creating stability. All of us are being at a turning point and a crisis point, which means choice, um, to our next level, okay? And whatever is blocking us in that le- next level is coming up. That's all that Jupiter, you know, we could look at it in Jupiter uh, in, in Scorpio, if we look at it astrologically, the, the um, eclipses, I'm not going to get all into astrology, but uh, and the uh, Neptune and Pisces, bringing us into the spirit realm. That kind of got forgotten, right? So not with all, everybody. Listen, please, please, please know, now I'm going to share something again. You know, I, I want, not only because I come from a TV media background, entertainment as well, you know, as well as teaching, you know, I've got kind of a varied background and I am doing projects again. So I'm always watching. I make it a point to watch current affairs, pop culture. I zip in and out of it, the political, la, 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 because I'm looking for the confirmations. I look at the stock market. I look at school, what's happening in the systems. Where's Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn? How is it manifesting? How I look for the signs. Because I see the signs of spirit. I see the unification. Yes, I see the breaking apart. I see, but it's like popping a big zit, you know, or as I say over the pond in Europe, a a spot. The heel, it gets worse before it it all comes up. You know, you pull up the lotus, it all comes up. We have to look at it within ourselves and within the collective. Some of you saw my post over the summer. I took a screenshot or screen grab of Rachel Maddow show, MSNBC, what does she have in the background on her screen? The word hashtag synchronicity. And she's talking about synchronicities. Now, I got to give a shout out. 
Uh, <laughs> I just love this. It's happening, people. John Heilman, if you hear me, I was on Twitter and I namaste'd you back. I'm in the other room. I record these shows to watch bits and pieces of it. And I've watched on, I don't want to say both, I've watched on both sides. But when one side starts lying a lot, I can't stomach it. So, but I watch all of it. I listen to all of it. Red and blue, purple, Democrat, Republican, independent, green, libertarian, whatever, you know, up and down, pink and, you know, yellow, whatever. Okay. So I, I think I hear Namas and I'm like, what? And then I hear, and welcome everyone. John Heilman, I love you, dude. What is he saying in regular news? Come on, people. He is saying, hello, everyone. Welcome to Dateline. Da, 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 da. Namaste to you all. And, and he's done it every day. Okay. So I'm like, if you do not believe that spirit is sneaking in there, there is an ascension there and is an awakening. That is happening. I am hearing on regular old crony television. <laughs> Thank you, John Heilman. Okay. Namaste. I didn't, I, you know, reversed it, whatever. I rewound, heard it again, heard it again. I've recorded it three days in a row. He has opened up with namaste. What is he saying? I bow to the God in you, that is like the God in me. I honor the God in you, that is also the God in me. I see the God in you, okay? So let me just tell you, it's just like when we were talking about transparency and truth. All these, you know, because people, there's moments, there's laughs. I feel he's doing it consciously. Who knows? Maybe he is a, is a devotee. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, that's what we need to focus more on, which brings us to, uh, Susan, you had a dream. I'm going to catch you next week on that because uh, I want to get to Elizabeth in Australia who's asking about toxic situations. She's had a very hard life. What do I see for her? First of all, you got to call in. Either get a personal reading or call in because that's a very general, a broad uh, question. But what I do see or hear in that in that question is that, you are seeking deep, deeper change. And that this Jupiter and Scorpio has pulled everything up. The Jupiter and Sag is asking us to look at it, to mag, you know, put the magnifying on it, and to follow our truth or find out what is the truth of who we are, what we're really about, and to do the deeper healing in a lighter way to embrace the different aspects of ourselves and the differences within each other as well as it's going to be requiring people to update, up-level their belief system about themselves and the world. What do you see? Yes, I see it all. You know, I had somebody post something on Facebook about the, the plan or taking California down. I, I'm just going to share with you guys, not only as a psychic channel, the things that I have predicted and continue to, I see where things are going on one level. I also, one of my mentors was married to um, an FBI director and I work with people in politics and I've had friends and clients that are very high up in politics. So yes, I have, I know certain things that are happening and what the plan is. However, 
consciousness. There's a myth, you've heard me talk about this. I'm not being Pollyanna. Is things going to get bad or the worse? It's hard. It's the money, you know, the fires. Yeah, that's part of the converging flow. But it doesn't have to get. I do not believe in the cataclysmic because consciousness always steps ahead. We can do these exponential leaps. So we're playing within the framework or within the game, so to speak, you know, on this soul playground. I just choose where do I want to look because I could go out with these conspiracy theories. I could have the, you know, not only channeled information but from, quote, unquote, people on the, quote, unquote, inside you know, I've seen the, the private documentation. I've the, the, the you know back in the day the VHSs on this, the write-ups. Okay, so what do we do? What do you do? Storm the White House. What do you What do you do? Okay, that's all I'm saying. You still have is to find your lane, and I for me is working within consciousness. I might be wrong, but that's what I've been guided to do for, you know, forever. So when I see things like namaste or synchronicity, it makes me chuckle because it's, it's a reminder, you know, or I'm hearing celestial sounds. I'm hearing the om. Not just me. Many, many, many people are. Many people are just waking up and all of a sudden they're able to, you know, their hands are kind of tingly and they're able to heal somebody's, you know, headache or stiff shoulders or back pain or, or they're more in tune, they're more psychic. More people are doing yoga or meditating. More people are uh, looking at alternative health, you know, complementary medicine, you know, not running all the time to the outside. Not saying, yes, we need doctors, we need all of that at certain points, but we did create a culture where everything was outside, you know, it was, let me take the pill, let me, you know, instead of looking at the underlying issue. Uh, or using more healthy, healthier alternative uh, means. Again, everything is about a balance. That's what the ascension is about. You know, it is connecting with the light body, but we're still playing this game, this soul story, right? So, and and to create, you have to have tension of the opposites. You have to have, even in music, there has to be some dissonance. It's not all just resonance and coherence. There's something, the dissonance brings the change point, the change agent. But it's the extreme and it's the, the lie of separation. So it's that the binding force is love, you know, and the, the reason is the unification. So we've gone as far as we can on the separation, even though externally it's coming up to a fever pitch, right? The externalization that's, that's of what has already been there. But everything that's coming up in the world right now uh, and people call it whatever the ugliness, the unconscious, and it's un- it's unconscious. It's wounded. It's you know there's illness, whatever. However you want to term it or couch it, but it's nothing that wasn't there already. It was just it was just kind of hidden, and um, it, it's kind of like having a pebble in your shoe. If you've ever had one on a hike, and you really just don't want to untie, you don't want to stop. So you're able to maneuver a little bit. You know, if there's something in the shoe, it's very small and it moves to one side and you don't feel it anymore. You kind of know it's there, but you kind of, eh, let me just not think about it. And then it, then you walk a little further and it moves and there it is right under. It's on, now on the other side or now it's on the ball of the foot. 
So we all have to take the shoes off, empty the sand. It's the same thing with sand. You know, when I go running or walking on the beach, and if I have my tennis shoes on, there's sand in there. And the question is, how long do you keep the sand in your shoes, Michelle? I know I'm going to dump it by the time I get to my car or my bike, however I got there. If I'm walking, if I'm walking, I'm going to take the sand out sooner. But when do I do I do you know, when do I do it? So that's what's happening. So what I would say for anyone that's trying to heal from trauma or toxic relationships, as we now like to say, toxic growing up, you know, in the family of origin, the dysfunction, inner work, you know, I've got some great things that you can resources on my Soul Playground um, website, and support. Figuring it out, what it is that you really want to do. I got to tell you, I know you guys hear me harp on this a lot. Those of you that get my weekly soul insights or my monthly. Why do I always talk about support? Because it's worked uh, since written history. Fireside chat, around the campfire, satsang, finding your sangha, your community. There's a reason the collective, where two or more gathered, I am there. Spirit. That's why I love doing the workshops, the teleworkshops, because we make quantum change with the group energy. So what I would suggest is whether it's programs like this show, um, you know, online support, finding someone that you can call or talk to, you know, FaceTime, Skype, whatever, um, who who can you connect with? You know, WhatsApp. There's so many ways if you can't do it in person. But what you need to do is clear enough of the emotional stuff. Get a handle on that so you're not identifying with it. It's something your soul's experiencing. In other words, when I'm driving in the road and I'm in fog, I don't say I'm the fog. I'm going through the fog. Does it scare me? Yeah. If I can't see three feet in front of my car, you know, or it's raining um, and I can't really see, you know, or very windy. And my little sports car is going all over the place. But I don't, it's something that I'm going through, except my experience, to that degree it's a part of me, but I don't base my whole life on the weather. And some of us have had stormy weather for a long time or bad weather for a long time. We've had scary weather. Some of you, some of us have had scary weather since we were born. But we're not the weather. We're what makes the weather. So what I would say to Elizabeth and anyone else is you need to connect with people that get that. And you need to just heal enough, do some things that you can find the dream. Like I would, if I could, I would do this. Or I would like to try this. And then you get with those trusted people and share that. And you support each other. And they can see it. They can see it for you. They can see the vision or the dream for you. Because they see you're not your wound. This is what the, the soul alignment is a lot about, is not living out of the wound. I've had many tragedies that have happened to me. And people, people it's funny, when I used to do, I used to go uh, work with at-risk youth, and I went to some um, facilities. I don't know what they call them anymore. Names change. It's like juvenile hall, whatever, places. And boy, 
And I also did it as a model, but I was teaching, uh, you know, mindfulness and meditation and using my Meditation for Everyday Living book and CD. And the stories people came up, um, and even growing up, oh, Michelle went to a prep school. She went to, yeah, years later, and I did live in England, but, oh, Michelle did this. Oh, Michelle, you know, I've even had people on Facebook, oh, Michelle's never had anything bad. Obviously, she's so happy and positive. She's obviously never had any tragedy in her life. And people just painted, and these kids, they just painted this picture. And I let them talk, and I go, oh, what do you think happened? Oh, you live this. You, oh, you've never had anything. And I had a very difficult to challenging, tra- traumatic childhood. Um, but I didn't wear it because of my spiritual connection. That's, I'm, I'm not saying that's for everybody. Did it affect me? Has it? Yes, everything affects us. But there's a difference between having something affect you and identifying with it. Okay, you can have a, a whatever root canal or your tooth is hurting, whatever that's impacted too. It's affecting you. You need to heal it. You need to have compassion. You need to take care of it. But years later, or even while it's happening, we have to be careful or be aware not to identify that our consciousness is predicated or dependent on the experiences that we have. And when people kind of erroneous. To me, they're the, they're the newbies or they're the surface metaphysicians and new agers that they really are not <laughs> thinking. <laughs> when they throw that up or they see, oh, you shouldn't have this happen if you're, well, or you're sick or you had the, oh, you're not conscious. I always bring up the Dalai Lama. I'm like, hmm, well, I guess the Dalai Lama with people trying to murder him wasn't very conscious, right? Ha, ha, ha. Because we can't say if something bad happens to us or something unpleasant or tragic or horrible or heinous, that is not a reflection on our consciousness. It's part of the soul story for, the, for us and those around us. And so, again, I love to Lama as a good example because I personally have met him a few times, talked to him. I'm really, I don't know the ins and outs. I know that story of him getting mad and hitting this guy on the head with his hand. But he then laughed. He let go of it. So, you know, those are the kinds of people that I look to, or Pima Chodron, <laughs> the real deal ones that are in there mucking around, they're also, you know, up in the clouds. You know, they're, they're a combo. So, Elizabeth, I try to keep it a little light. You can always call in, but really what I feel is, you know, obviously the work on yourself, but also you need to get the support. You need to get the support. All right, let's get the callers. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. You hear me? 516318. Oh, yes. Hi. Sorry, I was on mute. Okay. Can you, can you hear me? I, I can. What's your first name? Awesome. Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Hey, welcome. Hey, what's your question? you for uh, taking the call and listening to what I have to ask. Um, I just kind of want to know, I'm struggling in a really big way to kind of connect with my spirit guides. I've tried meditation. I've tried chanting. I've tried all these bunch of things, and I just, I hear crickets. So I'm really struggling with that, um, and I don't know what to do to kind of unclog my own channel and open myself up to that. What do you feel? What, what ha- what's your experience? I like I I, I kind of want to hear something, and I, I don't know if I'm not listening in the right way. I'm just uh, not. No, hearing. no, no. That's not. 
yeah, that's why this is exactly what you're doing. I said, okay. what are you hearing? What are you experiencing? There's a reason I asked this because I teach this. I okay. teach people how to connect in psychically or work with guides. I teach these tele workshops. So, um, and in person, I taught at Agape Spiritual Center and other daily own. My daily own course uh, covers this. So, what is your experience when you're open? How are you opening to your guides, and what is your experience? Um, I guess I'm trying meditation, and I'm not really feeling anything. I'm trying to ask questions. Um. I'm just not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. What are, okay, what does that mean? What do, what do you, when you do it, what do you, what do you think? What thoughts come in or what do you feel? Um, You're feeling something. We're always feeling something. Yeah. I, I, I guess, you know, I don't know how to answer that because I'm trying to, I don't know if I'm trying to hear something in terms of what you and I, like voices and, and words and things that I can comprehend. But you are um, I mean, blocking yourself because you have a you have a preconceived idea. I, I'm very okay. blessed or lucky, I guess, because I hear stuff, feel stuff, smell stuff, see stuff. It's all of it. I, it just I just right. open, but I but I never blocked myself. And sometimes it comes in a lot of ways. Sometimes it comes in with different people more than one way. Okay. See, I'm asking. See, you're having an experience. They're trying to reach you, but very often the okay. way that they want to reach you is for your growth. Like, for instance, for me, I started channeling. I was always psychic. I was into, born intuitive, so I was psychic. But when my gifts really started really intensifying and opening, it was through channeling. It was, it was not in the personal chakras because I was engaging the, the ego. I needed work, more work. So the healing light energy and the information or channeling people that had crossed over other energies or light beings, I would get a tingling on the top of my head and then that would open. And it wasn't until years later that my psychic, the, the sixth chakra, the third eye, which now I'm working back on that again to clear even more of it, started getting more activated. So everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different. What I would suggest to you, Michelle, is that, um, first of all, how are you meditating? Um, I just have kind of an app on my phone and I just kind of sit down and close my eyes and try to clear all my thoughts. So more of a mindful meditation. Yeah. I teach both. I, I will tell you for tuning in psychically, I'm not a fan of, of mindfulness, okay. uh, Vipassana or, or Diana, which, which simply means to, it's to just, uh, it's good to start that until you get into the meditative state, you have to get into that trance state. But to be in the trance state, you're no longer in mindfulness. You're no longer in vipassana or dhyana because you're, you're merging the observer and the observed as much as possible. So you may not remember what happens. You may just kind of, you know, start getting downloads so quickly that you can't observe what's happening. So what I would suggest to you, I have on my soulplayground.life, if you go to the meditation, I think you can download it. It's the three-part breath. Or if you're doing your meditation, what you want to do is focus on the breath, focus on the in-breath and out-breath, and then focus on the space in between the breath so that you, it's, it's the, the zone, the nothingness. Don't try to stop your thoughts, okay, because that's just what the mind does. You just want to let the mind, because then you're, you're stopping energy. You just want to let the mind do what it does. 
and just bring your attention and focus to that space in between the in-breath or the out-breath. Or if you have thoughts in your mind, focus on the space in between the thoughts. But my three-count okay. breath or yogic breath will help you with that. So what I would suggest that you do is write your questions down. Keep a journal. What is the question? And ask for, I ask for three to five confirmations. Ask for confirmation. Ask for, I need to see some signs. And you may have to wait a while, okay? Because obviously there's something, that's, you're part of the process too. So there's something you're learning. And then go and do the meditation, at least five to ten minutes, and just open and just say, okay, I'm just open to how, what happens. And just focus space in between the in-breath and out-breath. Just, just be open, you know, and just, you can take a breath in, and as you breathe out, just feel yourself opening. Feel the subtle energy around you. And then see what comes up, what a thought, a feeling, an idea, and just jot it down. And then ask again, okay, once you're in that meditative state, because that's what you want to be in, and not necessarily the practice of meditation. That's just to get you in the meditative state. Then you want to ask the question again, okay, show me a sign or I'm open. What do I need to know? or What's going on? And then see what comes to you or who comes to you. So you, I feel for you it's about you linking up to your own inner core, inner guidance. You have to first learn how to do that. And then from that, you'll hear your higher self or your guides, you know. But you need to practice that. And please, what I would suggest is you may not – right now it's not to say I want it to come this way or that way. You know, just be open to however it comes and then notice. And you can say, show me a sign or I need something physical, you know. But you first have to what we call open the channel. You're having – you're learning how to – First, align. You first have to get into alignment. I don't know if I'm going to do it in December, but I'm definitely bringing back in January um, the opening to channel, becoming psychic and opening to channel. So we work with guides. So keep, you know, maybe you want to sign up um, to, for the monthly because on the monthly I keep everybody abreast as to the workshops that I'm doing. Um, and you'll do it the first session. See, I teach people how to get into the gap, into the void. That's what, you, that's what you want. You want to learn how to tune in to yourself. But we block it when we want it to come a certain way. So that's okay. what I would suggest you, you work on right now. And just be patient. It's, it's like any relationship. It takes time. You have to build rapport. You have to build yeah. rapport with that part of yourself. All right? Okay. And then keep well, that makes a lot of know time. how you're doing. All right, uh, great. Thank you so much. You're so I'm welcome. Sorry. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. Let's see. Hello, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Hello, thank you. Hi, what's your name? I'm Nikki. Nikki, hi, what's your question? Yes, I just want to say first, I'm so blessed to be connected to the show I've been listening for about um I guess about two weeks, and I've been going back listening to um, earlier episodes, and I just feel awesome to be connected. And today I decided I was going to call in. So, um, (laughs) I don't necessarily, (laughs) I guess it is a question. I just kind of, I think I'm in a very amazing space as far as my alignment and my connection. Um, I just want to kind of know what's next for me. I'm excited about what's next, but I guess I just kind of want to glimpse over into that. In what area of your life? 
um, my not career, I wouldn't call it my calling, so to speak. Calling, yeah. Well, it says you're building something new and to be patient. And I do feel it has to do something with intuitive or healing or psychic. There's something of the occult tuning in, um, even vibrationally, but definitely on a healing level. Um, I would say coming around the time of Taurus, so I'm going to say like end of April, May, I feel you're well on your way. There's a big change that's coming up for you. I feel like you could be leaving one job for another or one profession that something really starts to open for you. And I do feel like there could be travel involved, short, little short trips. I see you very, very mobile. Um, so, yeah, you're, it's about to line up for you. Things are really, you're okay. right, um, things are really lining up for you, Nikki. Thank you. You're so building much. that foundation. <laughs> Yeah, you're building that foundation, which is great. Right, um, and, and you're true. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right because I left my career in June to go over into this whole other realm of my life, speaking and coaching and that whole thing. So I've I've left my profession. You're right. There you go. So expect. Don't usually takes a lot of times a year, so that fits into the timing where you're going to feel mm-hmm. like, wow, it's really. It's solid. It's stable. It's really happening. And I do see right. the talks. So you've got the coaching, okay. but there's workshops. or Yeah, local workshops and talks really ex- expanding. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. I really appreciate it. That was confirmation for me. Yes. Oh, good. Good, good, Nikki. Okay. <laughs> we have time for one more. Keep listening. We've got great guests coming on air. Absolutely. Happy evolving. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Welcome. You're on a Hey, how you doing, Michelle? How's it going? This is Desmond. I'm doing great. And who, who am I speaking with? Desmond. Desmond, hey Desmond, what's your question or comment? Yeah, um, things seem to be moving like real, like slow. Like I'm in still in three D. Like, yeah, like <laughs> uh, as far as. But um, I mean, I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius, and Jupiter just came back, so I'm thinking things would pick up. But it seems like as now, things just every. I mean, everything is just stalled. Like you know, wherever I do, it's gonna move. I know, but here's the thing, and I talked about this uh, last year, year, year and a half uh, on Awakenings. You can go back to the archives. When everybody was, yippee, yippee, we're in the love cycle, I was like, woohoo, slow down, Pete. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> My understanding from the guides is they don't want us making mistakes or our own higher self. So we'll tend to go back into making things happen more from an egoic level. Or, or just the old paradigm. It's not good or bad. It's just not as soul aligned. So that's why all these retrogrades, uh, that's why the disappearance of things or disruption that happened with the um, – you know, the eclipses, you know, if we're looking at it, you know, numerology, so uh, why, so, okay, you got to turn your, I can hear, you got to turn your radio down or off. Um, so it's going to pick up, but I've, I've really seen this in all signs, but especially earth, fire, and water signs 
have been crawling through the desert looking for the oasis. And I'm with you, like, how much longer? You know, my friends are like, Michelle, you're working on patience. I said, I've been patient. I've been praying. I've been, I've been patient, patient, patient. This is beyond patience. So, Desmond, yeah, I feel you. Um, <laughs> Jupiter just went into Sag. I would say what I've been seeing for most people, the, the energy is just changing the mid-November is the, is the shift. Now, we've got the Mercury, you know, retrograde is coming in. I'm going to be honest and say really – winter solstice close of this year into next year and really for many people it's going to be january uh, around the 20s when we've got that the eclipse the capricorn cancer eclipse is going to dovetail to what was happening last may june what was taken away it's brought back in a different way things start moving so what i would say is prepare and i love the saying in the I Ching when Fishermen, or was in the room, fishermen can't go to sea, they mend nets. Um, and I always say when fishermen can't go to sea, they mend nets. And when the nets are mended, go have a cappuccino or matcha tea. tea. <laughs> You've got to just be with it. Because I see the same energy with you. I feel like, I feel like close of this month, but really I, for you, I feel mid-December on. Some of the things that you're wanting to know about and you're wanting to put into form are going to take place at that, at that time. And really January, February, I feel that there's a new direction coming in on you. So the delays for you are to be better, be better prepared so that when the opportunities come, you're not even hesitating. You're like so ready and prepared that you're like, yes, I'm doing this now. I'm moving forward. This is the direction I'm going in, as well as relationship is what I'm hearing also. So I feel it is going to all line up for you. It's kind of like pinball, you know, whatever. It's all there. But, yes, you're just falling into the delays. It's nothing that you're doing wrong. It's just you've got to, you've got to flow with that. Many of us, we're dealing with universal timing. A lot of these issues are divine right timing, getting other people and situations in place. So it's happening, but it is a bit further off. So no, make okay. some juice, right. get some super greens, make some juice, have a cappuccino, get some matcha tea, and kick back a little bit. Reach out, you know, to friends, <laughs> family, support. Because, yeah, it's just you're falling into that delay. Oh, that's what right, it is. Okay. All right, thanks. Yeah, it's I not appreciate you. that. not you. You're welcome. We're all in this together. It's not you. All right. It's the second half of the program, and we have, um, I'm so excited, Jennifer DeVoe and Seth Mysterka. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, of Dynasty Electric. I know them as Jenny and Seth. Uh, like I said at the top of the program, I do their sound bath, which is so amazing, um, every Friday in Venice. So if you're in the Santa Monica, L.A., you know, West Side area, Marina Del Rey, Venice, um, such a treat. Um, their sound bath is very unique. And um, one time I felt all this energy just coming up my leg, and I felt this just this tingly expansion. I'm like, she's doing Reiki. I can feel it. And, of course, she was. Uh, so Dynasty Electric is an amazing uh, duo. I'm going to give you a little bit of background information. Um, they are in the Los Angeles, California area. And the two of them met in New York City in 2001. 
they fell in love. They connected musically. They started touring as well as scoring music for television and film. And now their journey has um, brought them to use their wonderful um, healing abilities and uh, musical abilities uh, for healing. So want to welcome Jenny and Seth. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having us, Michelle. It's great to be here. Michelle, hey, hello. thank you so much for having us on the show and for being such an incredible support network for so many people, you know, especially now. So I just want to um, offer my gratitude for, you know, what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I was um, sharing at the top of the program because we we're talking a bit about numbers and vibrational frequency and wavelengths. I was answering one of the email questions and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the conversation I had with Seth. And that's why I was so, I'm like, we've got to get you on the show. I was talking to Sadie. I'm like, uh, emailed her and I, you know, kind of hounded the two of you. When are you going to be on? When can you be on? Um, Because your work, you know, and your music, I love your music. Even pre this, you know, the EDM, you know, the electric dance music. I mean, the the talent that the both of you have is just amazing and the depth of wisdom and insight and then now how you're funneling it into um healing in a you know in a different way because i feel your other music is healing as well i, I like it all <laughs> thank, thank you, you michelle thank you and you're right about that there's always been a healing aspect but what an honor it is to come here to Los Angeles and just take that even a step further. And because the idea of a sound bath is, is such, it's such a receptive environment here for that. And so just really mm-hmm. um, connecting with so many people and, and just feeling really good about being in a position and a place to just help as, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something I'd like to ask people there because uh, I know we have we have many awakenings. That's why the show is awakening. What would you both say, whether individually or together, was your first awakening, and then the awakening that had you move more from um, I guess I would even say, for lack of a term, secular. You know, doing from television and film and your touring, and now you've amalgamated this music. You've wonderfully merged it in this amazing healing experience. Um, that's very layered. That's why I like your sound bath. It's very, it's very layered. You know, you've got the energy work going on, um, you know, and, and what we call traditionally with the, the sound bath, um, the singing bowls but the, and the gong, but then your music, your voice, it, it's just quite an experience. So if you could give us a little bit of a background of how you got to where you are now, that would be great. One of my first awakenings was a musical experience and it was when I first started playing music, and what really got me into it was my love and passion for music, that uh, I was already mm-hmm. having uh, spiritual experiences just listening to music, uh, especially the music mm-hmm. of John Coltrane and his wife, Alice Coltrane, and other jazz artists that I was really into at the time. And so the music was transporting me to a celestial cosmic dimension. And as a result of those early listening experiences, I was drawn to playing music. And so uh, my brother had an, a saxophone, which he gave to me. And sometimes instruments uh, find us in mysterious ways. And so I really wanted a saxophone. Sure enough, one manifested for me. And I started playing it 
and practicing. And I had a dream of playing with a professor at the university I was studying at. His name was Anthony Braxton, brilliant jazz composer mm -hmm. and musician. And I was just really inspired by him and really wanted to study and work with him. And so I really just practiced and tried my hardest uh, at the saxophone in order to get myself up to speed that I could even uh, be worthy to, to take his class and to, to be a student. And eventually uh, I did take the class and then it was like a miracle mm -hmm. where I wasn't even um, at the highest level yet as a musician, but he felt something mm -hmm. in me vibrationally. He didn't know me. And one day after class, he pulled me aside and he asked if I would like to join him for an improvisation the following day. And he didn't know my name or anything about me at this point in time. I was very, very nervous. Wow. I, so I, I agreed to wow. do it. And I arrived the next day and I find my teacher with another professional musician in the room already. And they're ready to do an improvisation together with me. And he, all he said was, I'll see you on the other side. And we started to improvise music again. And this was actually, this was my awakening, that when we began playing wow. music together, I became a channel for musical ideas and information I had never practiced before. And melodies and ideas were pouring through my saxophone to the point where I was no longer even sure which musician was playing what if it was me or if it was my mentor or the other musician who was there, that it all just blended together in this kind of harmony. And it was really um, the most profound extrasensory experience I had had at that, to that point in time, where just this whole telepathic and psychic channel opened up in me. And I remember distinctly a message of now is the time to end. And we struck a chord together in a harmony, and then there was just a silence that hung in the air. And my teacher looked down at me and said, what is your name, sir? And I, I said, oh, I'm Seth. Uh, you know, it's just an honor to be here with you today. And he said, just wait right here. We're going to do this again. And we played again and another amazing wow. result. And then I thought wow. it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I had just had this opportunity to jam with my mentor. And, wow, it was so amazing. It was a cosmic experience. And I figured once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience. But then a couple days later, I was walking down the street, and he saw me as he was driving by in his car. He pulled over, and he said, excuse me, sir, would you care to join me for another improvisation this Friday evening at Crowell Concert Hall? And so all of a sudden, oh I was God. going from <laughs> playing a little uh, private jam session to performing at the concert hall. And then from there, it led to being hired touring to Europe. join his band, touring Europe, recording many CDs, and establishing myself as a wow. professional musician. And so it was literally this one chance meeting, this mysterious meeting of an improvisation just totally awakened me. And a channel opening, really. A channel opened. It was as if, as if a door yeah, opened Yeah, I could feel it. And I, I just had no choice but to step it, through that. Wow. The fact that you answered the soul call, I mean, that you, you answered that. I mean, you showed up, and it sounds like playing in that way is just such a high level of trust and opening, or opening and trusting. You know, it's and connecting it in that way. And, and that was one of my first lessons of the power of improvised music, uh, that mm – -hmm. Improvised music taps us into our intuitive and psychic abilities. 
So, um, mm-hmm. but people often think of channeling in terms of like visual information or you know hearing something about something yeah. in the future, but it can also be just like you know music developing Energy. your inner ear, primordial sound. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Painting, my friends of mine or artists that we've had on the show, they always they always say that they're channeling when they go to paint that the canvas is blank, you know, and they open. Yeah, um, just. Just as a side note, which is interesting, Seth, with your story, we had um, amazing uh, artist, Sister Shree, who I can't remember what her name was before, but I think she's in her 70s now. She's been on the show a couple of times, but she, she does uh, mantra, you know, kirtan, and, but it's jazzy. And she's played with Coltrane and some of these great, I don't know, she may be almost in her 80s now. She, but anyway, she said the same thing. She's, we, we had this whole discussion, and she said it was actually very spiritual, that it was a spiritual experience when you're improvising and you get together like that, and that a lot of them were very spiritual um, openings. So that interesting with your story, your situation, and the words that you used, because I don't think we think of, I know me, you know, my, my, I love music, but my limited knowledge of, you know, jazz or what they were doing, I just thought, you know, they're just getting together and playing some stand. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. It's like there's something that comes over, comes within you, and all this. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Um, so I find oh, that absolutely. interesting. And and then you went to perform. So I See, me, and I'm an entertainer and performer, I have been, I would right away go into, oh, my God, you know. So that that you just were so open and trusting, I find that just amazing. Did you feel something within you? How did you show up for this? Because we get a lot of people saying, I want to do this, and then they get the opportunity. And how do you not shut down? How do you just show up and, and mm-hmm. be in that moment? Totally. Good question. <laughs> well, quite honestly, I remember right? being very nervous. <laughs> and okay. my strategy was very simple. Uh I closed my eyes and I just trusted in myself and I didn't know what I was going to do, but because of that one experience that afternoon, when all of a sudden I'd become a channel that when I did arrive at the concert hall, I closed my eyes to just go into that zone again. And what I discovered was that Mm -hmm. even on a stage, even in front of a crowd of people that we can enter into this cosmic space. Uh, Mm. And so by closing my eyes, I just entered into just the music. And it was as if the crowd was not there. It was as if time and space entered into a sort of a suspended zone. And it it does Mm -hmm. feel like a spiritual experience uh, when when we reach kind of the height of improvisation, where basically our spirits are connected between the different musicians and this musical information is traveling. And frequently I'll have a kind of an out-of-body type experience in these situations Sometimes I'll feel my spirit as if it were floating above the concert and looking down upon us. Yeah. Uh, even though yeah. Music, yeah. I can see myself. You know, it's interesting, Michelle, because I totally relate to what you're saying about, you know, how do you just, you know, how are you just present for that when you know you just have to yeah. completely let go and go into the experience. And when I first started playing music with Seth, our first tours were, were improvisational. And so, you know, he would say to me, okay, we, we have a show tomorrow. And I'd say, well, what is my part? And he'd say, well, whatever you want. 
<laughs> and me coming from, you know, a more structured background, I was like, what do you mean whatever I want? What's the part? Yeah. And so yeah. when I did, <laughs> when I did sort of release the fear and, and go into that experience, I think what came out of it is that when I did sort of return to, you know, more structured music and writing out parts, they they were much more open and fluid than I felt that they were previously. So it added this whole element of expansion to even the structured material. Mm. Which I thought well, was very freeing. Yeah, that you could that trust and then also that you you had the experience a number of times, and so you go back to that, which I feel is the, the truth of who, who or what we are is going back into that zone. And I feel like that's what all of us on varying degrees, no matter how much we've been living that, was about living that more. I think that this whole awakening, ascension, however, new paradigm is to live more in that cosmic zone, as Seth put it, you know, to be more in that, just show up or open to that. Um, yes, and the improvisation, I think, it, lends us open to the, the infinite possibility of the universe and creation, that rather than limiting mm-hmm. ourselves to what we've previously studied or known, that by opening up to uh, improvisation, we're able to tap into all this knowledge and information which we've never even explored before and just uh, almost magically seems to come through our instrument or through our voice. Well, it's totally related to intuition. Absolutely. You know, it's like the similar concept. Okay. Just, yeah, just tapping into that infinite uh, source of this energy field that we're all connected to and just allowing it to come through you in some form of expression. Now, Jenny, were you always on a, I guess, conscious path or consciously on a path? Or always, you know, were, were you... <laughs> Having an awakening, awakening, and then, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Were you? Um... Well, you know, when I was, I always remember being very uh, attracted to music and to dance. Um, when I was a small child, maybe three or four, my father always used to like, I, I would say, Daddy, why do the flowers grow for me? So I feel like I, I always had mm. this sort of perception of, of just having this in tuneness with nature and with the natural environment. And, you know, as I grew a little older, like I said, I always liked music. I became very interested in the music of the Beatles, particularly George Harrison. And then, you know, just starting mm-hmm. to understand and, and explore the concepts that were very deep in, in some of the music, especially the later Beatles music, but all of it really and, you know, I was in an all-girl band in high school, but it was, like, Beatle covers mostly, but all girls. <laughs> we actually played right. in England um, when I was, like, 15 and 16. So really beautiful. But just to see, you know, popular music really going, you know, in a very deeply spiritual place. And I think at the time I didn't even totally understand these concepts. And, you know, the more I learn and the older I get, the more it really, I see the the profundity profundity in 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 what the message was and is whatever you know they were channeling and you know how much that affected mm-hmm. a culture and really all of history. Yeah, it really, and I do find I would say that the, the creativity self expression is the realm of the soul. It's soul loves 
variety, creative expression, self-expression. So it seems by what you both are sharing that that, you know, is, a, is part of the, is the path, you know, is opening up to that and that trusting spirit or more, whatever cosmic, you know, whatever's coming through or higher aspects of you or everyone's spirit, whatever, it's that opening, channeling it and putting it into some kind of form to share. Um, yeah, and honestly, part of it it's as what well. comes naturally. Sorry, it's what comes naturally in terms of, of writing. It's just what naturally comes out tends to be concepts of connectedness and higher consciousness and higher love and, um, you know, being stewards for the land This is and connected to the animals and the plants. This is just a natural inclination. Mm-hmm. The match. And how did, because um, you did, like you said, scoring for... Um, Television and film. I don't know if you still do that, or, or did you, how did you decide to wind out of that and, and move more into, um, I guess, more formalized healing? Because I know you do retreats, which we'll get to that as well. And the amazing sound baths that I love to do with um, Vicky and Danielle and so many others. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually it relates to uh, it, it relates actually to what I would consider. Uh, a second awakening, which Jenny and I shared together uh, more recently, which we had been pursuing music and we had success. Uh, we had a performance space in New York and we were writing music, as you mentioned, for television and film, which we're, we're still doing uh, to this day. But we were very much involved in the commercial music business. And we understood mm-hmm. that music had a spiritual component and a healing dimension. And we were basically exploring that in mm. the sense of, uh, providing people a chance to celebrate and to dance and uh, an ecstatic release of energy. And yeah. just through our journeys, we actually met our the first professional sound healer that we were personally acquainted with in Massachusetts. Her name is Lisa Ishvari Murphy. And she is just an extraordinary woman. And we actually met her. And again, it was kind of a mysterious circumstance that we were actually hired to produce some recordings for her because she had this healing sound healing work and it was not documented. So she didn't have any recordings of any of the music that she was creating. And so our job was, we didn't know anything about her going into it really just that she needed some help making some recordings and a friend had recommended us. So I showed up at her house one day with some microphones, not really even knowing what to expect. And it ended up being such a profound experience for us that she ended up being a great teacher for us and taking us under her wing. And when we arrived that day, uh, she took us back into her yurt where she does her healing practice. And just immediately we saw examples of the power of her work and that she, one of her assistants Mm. had been cured of MS through the energy work that she had been receiving through the sound work and through the energy sessions of our teacher and other incurable conditions, she was having amazing results of curing people from diseases which Western doctors had written off as completely incurable, cancer, MS, heart disease, other problems that people would come to her. She basically was the last resort for people. After the Western doctors maybe didn't have any more solutions, that people would find her. And so we just saw the amazing results she was having, and she had spent her life uh, dedicated to studying a shamanic uh, energy healing. 
and really sound was a major component of her work. And so to see what she was doing and to see music being used so explicitly as a, a wellness technology uh, was mm. just absolutely amazing. Uh, and it really inspired us. And since we have this love of music, I, I've always just loved music so much that I've always been drawn to exploring a variety of styles, and which is why I started off in jazz music then explored rock and electronic music. And when I saw how amazing uh, the sound healing music was and what a positive impact it had on people, that it, it really was an awakening for us and it changed our lives forever. She uh, subsequently gifted us our first singing bowl, which is a beautiful crystal handheld bowl, which we still use to this day. So she really got us started on our own sound healing practice and encouraged us. And seeing that we were musicians, really saw that we would have a lot of uh, potential. And uh, she gave mm -hmm. us an opportunity to help her open a healing center in North Carolina, which also was a profound experience for us. And really wow. set us off on our trajectory just as we were embarking on this journey to the West Coast from the East Coast, that she supplied us with the, uh, our first instrument and the knowledge that when we arrived in L.A., we were able to establish our own practice. Mm. Now, you also, we've been talking a lot about, and you touched upon this um, a little bit, uh, Jenny, when you said, you know, chant the visual, because... You also do what you do have some visual uh, also in your sound bath. You also do, I want to dive a little bit into the, I don't know if you do a group, but the individual healing sessions where you do work with light and sound. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, some so of the, the technologies that you're using. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, we created. Um, a, a private color therapy room at Mystic Journey. So it's basically just uh, white floors, walls, and ceilings. And we have, you know, a number of bulbs in there that we can change the color hue. And so that's used in conjunction with crystals, sometimes essential oils, and then always sound. And so the bowl that Seth described that was gifted from our teacher, Lisa Ashwari Murphy, is my primary instrument, although I use a number of others. And what's so amazing about these handheld bowls is, you know, they're almost like medical instruments in, in the sense that you can hold them over a person's energy centers and the tone will actually shift depending on how balanced that particular particular energy center or chakra is. So, so if something sounds really out of balance, it'll have more of a wavering tone as opposed to a more uh, pure, even-keeled, solid tone. And so when I'm just working with one person instead of a, a large group, obviously it gives me more of a chance to really hone in on those different energy centers. Um, along right. also with with um, a discussion at the beginning because and I, and my teacher taught taught us this a lot of times you know she didn't even get to the sound and energy work that people just needed to release uh, just by discussing something so that a discussion just letting someone really express and let go of anything they're holding on to as well as using the energy bowl to determine which areas uh, may need more of a focus. 
So, so that's the mm-hmm. sound aspect. And, if, and I use other um, sound bowls and, and chimes and, and different instruments too. The color aspect, and I want to bring up the crystals here as well. Um, you know, with okay. metaphysical properties of crystals, there's, you know, a lot of different opinions and books, and, you know, some of this knowledge is very old, some of it's intuitive recently. I personally mm-hmm. tend to like to stay um, or to focus on the color aspect of the crystal's properties. And part of the reason okay. for that is that, um, well, with me, I relate I relate to color personally, and, uh, you know, I definitely... Um, feel that most people have a basic understanding because there's a lot of documentation out there uh, scientifically through interior design, medically, on the effects of colors, whether you're painting a room a certain color or wearing a certain color um, or using a certain color in a session. Um, There's just a lot of research that that proves its effect. So for me, I think it's a nice bridge. So when you're talking about a citrine and people are like, well, is there a difference between natural citrine versus heated citrine? And I say, well, sure, there is, but the color is the gold frequency. And that's always going to be, you know, something energizing, carrying the power of the sun. You know, there's a happiness to to the yellow and gold color frequency. There's a lot of other properties of it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you start there, um, there's a, re- a receptivity I see with, with people, you know, rather than just going off on some metaphysical tangent, which can be very valid, but this just makes a nice yeah. bridge. So, so then I like that because the that. metaphysical is, is beyond what, not always what we can see, but we can feel. But I, I like that you're bringing in the earth or the tangible because people can relate to, hey, I'm drawn to that color. That feels good exactly. to me. It looks good to me. There's a exactly. there's a biochemical change that happens. I know that I'm that way with the colors very much. I mean, so I think yeah, it's kind of that intuitive um, awareness. You're helping people tap in and empower them by, hey, you don't have to know all the properties, but here's a, a sampling of what the color means or might why you might be drawn to it. Um, yeah, how does blue make yeah, you so that's feel? Pretty... You know, you can even start a session mm-hmm. going through the color wheel and just getting someone's reactions. You know, sometimes there's an adversity to a particular tone or color, and that definitely also tells you something about you know where mm. to go with the session. So, and then what? also, hmm. oh, oh, sorry, I was going to say also, you know, some no, people ask. If I, you know, if, if the colors are, are, are cycling through, sometimes I, I'll, you know, animate the whole chakra sequence and just do, you know, a basic balancing of each energy center. And in that case, they say, well, if I close my eyes, am I still receiving the benefit? And, you know, color is actually absorbed through the skin and, and into the pituitary gland. Oh, and 95% of the time... If someone's eyes are closed and I ask them what color is on, 90% of the time they know. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. So it's also just seeing color, just like sound, more as a wavelength and a frequency rather than just this thing you're seeing. It's like when I play my theremin, which is like the electromagnetic field, and I'm not touching it, but I'm penetrating these fields. Right. 
And people become really excited when I let them try it because then all of a sudden they're seeing sound as, as a wave, not just something you hear. It's, it's this wave and frequency in the universe, a vibration. Mm-hmm. And same as light. Which I like that. So which brings me to, I want to circle back around, Seth was saying um, music as wellness technology, healing technology. I kind of have a, we'll start with you, Seth, but I have a kind of a two-parter here, so you both can jump in, is, first part is, do you think and feel, from what you guys know, um, that this technology has always been there, we're becoming more aware of it and maybe codifying or systemizing it, you know, maybe putting more intention to it? Um, has it always been there? That's why we feel good with certain sounds. Is it? And, and what is it about sound healing. I know, Seth, you and I jumped off at that at one point at one of the sound baths, after the sound bath. Is it certain tones? Is it frequency? Is it wavelength? I mean, what is happening ostensibly that we receive this healing or rebalancing or we receive what we need by the sounds and or music? Sure. You know, it's, it, it actually really is an ancient form of medicine. And in some okay. of my research recently, I learned a really interesting fact. The Chinese word for medicine, they actually it is derived from the root word of music. And so the Chinese, ancient oh, Chinese wow. understanding of medicine is music is the primary medicine. And herbs were actually added later. Before herbal technology oh. or before surgery, we had music. And there was a basic understanding amongst the ancients that the harmony of music was a reflection of the harmony of the inner experience and of the soul. And that our body, we have various components to our being, where we have our physical body, our mental body, our spiritual body. And what happens is they can become out of alignment. We can become out of tune, so to speak. And I feel as if uh, we're like musical instruments as human beings, that our lives have a certain music to them. Our voices have a certain melody and rhythm. Our heart has a certain beat to it. Our rhythm has a certain circulation. And when we become out of tune, we feel lethargy. We feel depression. We feel a heaviness. Uh, Literally, life becomes more difficult. Everything will seem to be more difficult. When we're in tune, when our body and our mind and our spirit are all aligned and creating a harmony together, it's as if our body doesn't even feel any weight to it. And it's as if our mind feels no weight to it. We just feel clear and energized. And I believe that music works in this sphere by, since we're created, or since we're vibrational beings, and music is a form of vibrational energy, the music has this ability to penetrate every layer of our being. It moves through our physical body, it influences our mind, and it elevates our spirit. And so music has this unique power that even herbs or surgery will always leave behind a certain effect, certain side effect, certain residue when you take a pill or if you uh, go into surgery. The amazing thing about music is it can actually reorganize us on a cellular level and on a mental level, but without any dangerous side effects. The music can literally pass through us and change us without leaving behind a residue. Uh, and it can vibrate mm. our cells and our minds into harmonic patterns. That, and that the effect is immediate and noticeable when we put on a favorite piece of music, that 
It'll have uh, the effect of relieving pain, or it could have the effect of energizing us, or it could have the effect of allowing mm. us to go to sleep. It has all these powerful functions which we uh, ascribe to medicine, uh, such as uh, tranquilization uh, or ener- energy or different uh, functions which we might look for from herbs or pills, but we can actually achieve it in a, without any side effects at all. And it, it's interesting because Western medicine already does accept sound to a certain limited extent. We have, for instance, ultrasound and sonograms where with, we can look at a, an unborn right. child without having to, uh, you know, without surgery or ha- without any invasive procedure. We actually use sound in order to see an unborn child. And we use musical therapy in, in cases to treat veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was just seeing actually in Europe, doctors are beginning to prescribe music and art lessons for patients as basic therapy for the soul. So I think we've kind of forgotten the ancient wisdom, the Mm -hmm. ancient use of music for healing. And we're just returning back to it. We've kind of taken this long about long road around it where we've developed all this other technology for for treating disease. And we've kind of just forgotten the most basic way which we can- Light and sound light and sound, we can influence our health and our wellness simply by listening to music that we love and surrounding ourselves with scenes that we love, colors which make us vibrate on a higher level, and music which makes us vibrate on that highest level. Mm, I love that. People are just humming in the chat, loving this. I love this. These two people, I love this talk. I love what you guys are sharing. Um, I do as well. Uh, Jenny. Yeah, and the only thing I, I would add to that is just about color that, you know, it's my understanding that color therapy is actually one of the oldest, most ancient modalities of healing. And that in some of the pyramids where there were shafts coming from the top going into chambers, mm-hmm. they would put like a translucent colored gemstones in the shaft so that the light coming mm-hmm. in would create a certain color in this chamber and they would put people in there to heal various uh, ailments. Mm. So these are definitely they do. well, and there are, like yeah, and there are two different forms of the same manifestation, right? I mean, they both are vibration, right? Wavelength of vibration. They both yeah. go into right. Is it so? Well, sound is slower, right? When light slows down, it becomes a sound, like in terms of the speed and frequency, mm-hmm. right? Well, what I find so interesting, you know, sound having uh, just a different uh, frequency that, for instance, sound is so powerful mm-hmm. that you can't see your neighbor, uh, in the, say you live in an apartment, you can't see your neighbor next door through the light, but we can hear the sound. Sound will penetrate through walls yeah. and through different that sound has this a sound to me is uh, energy uh, right in between just pure energetic vibration and manifestation which mm-hmm. is why I think mm-hmm. that ancient mythology holds that sound is the creative por- the force word. of the universe in the Judeo-Christian mm-hmm. tradition uh, the word was with God and when God starts speaking the word that reality the word. is created yeah the primordial sound Exactly, mm-hmm. and everything manifests. I have to have you come back on and talk about also the the music of the spheres. I mean, there's so much. Um, I feel opening with the sound or the tone that we are. I mean, even by voice, you yeah. can hear what's missing by what note or what you need to work on. Or 
everything Absolutely. that's vibration. Um, yeah, I think there's this amazing merging and connecting. Oh, in the chat, have them on again. Yes, have them on again. Bring them back. Oh, we'd love to come <laughs> back already <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, we're winding down here, but I want to let people know, um, I know DynastyElectric.com, they can find you there. Uh, which let me just for a lot of people listening and not in the chat. Um, D y n a s t y e l e c t r i k dot com. Right? Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I perfect. wanted to and you have say your really. Oh, go ahead. I oh, wanted to say really hear quick music now. now. Where? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to point out that this Friday, we the sound bags at Mystic Journey, I just wanted to let everyone know that we're donating uh, a portion to the California Fund for Wildfires. So if you want to come to Mystic Journey this Friday, some of, some of that uh, money will go to a donation. Okay, good. So the sound bath, I see in the L.A. area, the sound bath yeah. is uh, Mystic Journey Crystals, which is an amazing gallery of crystals. I mean, just amazing. So now, um, got to have you back on. Okay, calm down, Chad. We're having them back. We're having them back. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What else, do you <laughs> what else do you have going on? Any retreats? And also, people now want to hear your music now. So where can people hear your music, get your music, and do you have any upcoming retreats or workshops? I know this Friday you do have the sound bath at Mystic Journey Crystals. Earlier this year we released our uh, first uh, recorded album of our sound healing work. It's called Crystal Sound Bath, and you can find that on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all the major music stores. And we're also very excited to announce our newest recording. It's called Los Angeles Sound Bath, which is coming out December 6th. So very excited for this new music. Uh, The music is constantly evolving and just very excited about some of the recent directions it's been taking. And we're also, uh, we have a cabin in the mountains outside of Los Angeles in the forest, in the National Forest. Just a beautiful location. And we do sound bath retreats there where we just combine uh, the experience of music and nature together just to create a very relaxing and restorative experience for people. Uh, That's coming up December 8th and 9th. Uh, And again, that's in the San Bernardino National Forest. Uh, It's about 90 minutes from Los Angeles. Okay, December 8th and 9th. So people can find that by going to dynastyelectric.com. Let me spell it again, those of you that are listening um, later in the archive, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-K.com, K instead of C. Um, so you can get a little taste on YouTube as well. Uh, Jenny and Seth, this has been so amazing. And you, please, you got to come back. i got to get Sadie to if you can fit it in your schedule um, love to dive in more. I mean, you just gave us so much personal insight onto your path and what music and healing is to you, but also what's behind it, you know, which I feel is so amazing, the way that you both explained it. It's um, not only uplifting, but insightful. I learned a lot. So thank you for being on the program. 
Oh, thanks so much, Michelle. Thank it's been you. really great. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, we love being on the program. We're, we're happy to come back, and uh, lots of love to everyone out there. Lots of love. All right. Maybe next time we'll play a little of your music. I don't know. It doesn't always – they compress, you know, BTR. It doesn't always come out as, um, you know, as great, but, um, but people can get a little taste. All right, you two, yeah. keep shining, and thanks for being on Awakenings. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I love that. Thank you all in the chat, grounding the energy. Oh, my God, so amazing. I'm just buzzing. Um, they're just uh, so wise, a lot of information and insight and just that healing energy. Uh, if you want to find out more about Jenny and Seth, you can go to dynastyelectric.com, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-K.com. And uh, they, this, as many of you know, in California, those of you that have seen it on the news, even if you're listening from Europe or Australia or wherever, Canada, we've had some fires here, just devastating fires. So they are doing uh, a benefit or some of the proceeds from their Friday night sound bath at Mystic Journey, uh, Mystic Journey Crystals, which is in Venice, California. So if you're in the L.A. area and you want to find out about that, you can either go to their website or go to mysticjourneycrystals.com um, or call them. They're on Lincoln Boulevard. Oh, you guys, always love being with all of you. So as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.